0: Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that we've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that you will be edified, Christ would be glorified. If you're new to the podcast, I would encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out more information about us. Uh, We have a social media account that you can click on the links and go to on Facebook, and LinkedIn, and MeWe, and we also have a, a Statement of Faith there. We have a prayer request page, and many people have requested prayers uh, throughout the couple of years of podcasts that we've done. that changes periodically, and I realize it doesn't change uh, daily. We don't get that many prayer requests on a daily basis, but we do get them. And so, if you're a prayer warrior, I'd encourage you, please, to pray for these people, that have taken the time and the efforts to ask for prayers. Uh, Prayer is something, I believe, that we overlook a lot in our Christian walk, especially in the United States. Prayer does not seem to be a uh, thing that is preached about or pushed uh, on very hard. But today we're going to try to answer some questions that came from listeners just like you. And if you want to know... uh, if your questions has been received and, and been worked on, you can find that out as well on our webpage. And there is a link there on the on the webpage on the drop-down menu where you can see it's called a Podcast Index. And there you can see a list of questions that we have been submitted, already been answered, and the ones that we are working on. And so if you have any interest in that, I would encourage you to go to that part of our webpage as well. Many of our listeners are from overseas and third world countries. And if you can pray for us to continue to be able to broadcast this message, uh, I would please pray for us. And there's a way also of financially supporting us as well. We have a PayPal account and all that information is on our webpage. Uh, we don't ask every week uh, for financial help, but we certainly... Uh, would be happy to take whatever that God blesses us with. And we have a few supporters, and we are grateful, and we thank God every day for them. We do pray every day for the persecuted church around the world. And just know, if you're listening to this podcast, and you're being persecuted for believing or seeking out, uh, that we are praying for you. We may not know you by name, but we know that many people are persecuted. in the countries that are listening to our podcast Oh, I'm not going to name them, but we all, we know that uh, that's not always a popular thing in your country. It's becoming less popular even in the United States to become a Christian. And so we all need to be praying for one another and encouraging one another and standing by each other. Uh, this question comes from Mark, and he asks, Would I please explain Exodus chapter uh, 4, verse 25? Exodus chapter 4 verse 25 And I will do my best to try to answer that If you have a Bible I'd encourage you to open it and follow along I have always encourage people to do so If you do not have a Bible On our webpage as well there, There's a daily Bible verse there That, that uh, is there If you click on that It will take you to a webpage And there you can follow along You can read uh, the Bible there I believe they even have a an audio that you can listen to, and I have multiple languages and versions there for you as well. So I'm going to read Exodus uh, chapter 4, verse 24, and I appreciate you, uh, you, Mark, and your question. It says, Then uh, Zephara took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet, and she said, You are indeed a bridegroom of blood to me, well, this is um, would be Moses's wife, obviously, and she is the one of seven daughters of Jethro. He's a priest of Midian, and Moses would take this lady as his wife after he fled uh, Egypt. And you can read that back in Exodus chapter two, starting around verse fifteen. Uh, Moses was a shepherd. Uh, when he's under Jethro, he took care of the flocks until he was called back to Egypt uh, by God. We really don't have any record of Jethro's family, and therefore i really I don't know much about her her lineage, but Jethro was a priest, the scripture does say that, and he's acquainted with God or the Lord. He may have been a direct uh, descendant of Abraham, but I really honestly don't know. I don't think anybody uh, truly would know that answer. The Bible just really does not say uh, anything about his lineage. But apparently he does know about God and is a priest and uh, would support and encourage Moses later in his ministry of helping uh, getting the people out of Egypt. But she's going to talk harshly. His wife to uh, Moses about the, the circumcision of their son, which I just read. And on in verse 26 it says, So he let him alone, and at that time she said, You are the bridegroom of blood because of your circumcision. Uh, verse 27 says, Now the Lord said to Aaron, Go and meet Moses in the wilderness. So he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. So perhaps. Uh, his wife does this quick uh, surgery, uh, circumcision, uh, to save Moses' life uh, for demonstrating her anger and being forced to do this uh, circumcision. Uh, back in, in four uh, chapter four verse twenty four, you can kind of see that uh, Moses knows about uh, the the sons are supposed to be circumcised, but for some reason uh, Moses is not wanting to do it hasn't done it Uh, the the verse says here back in 23 said that he refused uh, to let him go i'm going to kill your son talking to moses and and pharaoh but for whatever reasons uh, it says here in verse 24 now it came about the lodging place was on the way and that the lord met him and sought to put him to death so god's mad at moses for not circumcising uh, their son. And I know it's a popular movie, The Ten Commandments, and, and we probably, uh, with Eul Brenner and Charles Heston and all, Moses' wife does not travel to Egypt with Moses. She stays behind, and so does her son. In fact, their son will be almost 40 years old when uh, Moses will travel back to Egypt uh, to follow the command that God has given him to free uh, the people. And so, again, there, there's not much to really to say for what I've already said. Again, it was his wife. Uh, apparently this man Jethro had nothing but daughters is uh, my understanding. And so uh, there is this argument between God, Moses, and his wife about the circumcision And for whatever reasons, I don't know, Moses did not do it when the son was born on the eighth day. I mean, Moses has fled Egypt uh, because he knows he's a Hebrew, and he does not want anything to do with being the prince of Egypt. And so, uh, again, Moses would have known what the law was. Again, Mark, I I thank you for that question. I hope that kind of helps you. And like I said, there's just not a lot about uh, the history of Moses' wife and their lineage. And apparently, this circumcision thing was kind of a sore subject uh, with that family. Again, I want to thank you for listening. And if you have a question, again, I want to remind you that you can do that through our contact page on our webpage. Thanks for listening, Mark. I hope you continue to listen. Okay, our next question comes from Germany, that's all the email said, and it says here, uh, the question is, does the Bible refer to being slain in the Spirit? Well, slain in the Spirit is not a biblical expression, it is not a scriptural concept, and therefore its origin has to be human, and and as I understand the practice of a person that's using this terminology while they're praying or being prayed for, uh, falls in some kind of a trance and perhaps they become unconscious and and faint or they just fall down. And I guess that's to signify uh, some kind of a miraculous action by the Holy Spirit uh, that leads one uh, to salvation, healing, or some type of holiness. Uh, This practice is not taught in the Bible that I have been able to find. And it's purely an emotional and a subjective thing that plays on the imagination of individuals and the person or people involved. And of course, I mean, my listeners have a better idea, can point me to some verses. I certainly would entertain that and study that out. And so I hope that answers uh, the question that, uh, about slaying in the spirit. I, I'm sorry, I, that's all I can tell you. It's not really a a, a Bible expression. Okay, our next question has to do with suicide. Uh, The question is, what does the Bible say about suicide? There's no name attached to this. I I have no idea what country, and that's okay. Uh, Really, the Bible says uh, very little about suicide. And it says nothing about uh, the suicide and, and eternal life. In the New Testament, we have the suicide of Judas uh, recorded in Matthew chapter 27, uh, verses 3 through 10, and in Acts chapter 1, uh, verses 15 through 26. And he commits suicide over his grief in betraying Jesus, and he goes out and and he hangs himself. Uh, Many ask, is suicide an unforgivable sin? If a Christian commits suicide, will he still go to heaven. The only unforgivable sin would be the one which we have not repented of. And that's what Jesus would say in Luke chapter 13, verse 3. And this is out of the New American Standard Update. I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You know, even people guilty of the most Grievous sins can be washed and justified. They can be sanctified in the name of Jesus. And, and the Apostle Paul would talk about this as well in First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 9. Or did you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adultery, no. Homosexuals, no thieves, no covenants, no drunkards, no rivals, no swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. but notice here, Paul talks about this in verse eleven: some of you were such as this, but you have been washed, but you have and you have been sanctified. you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Spirit. Of God, so it you know you can do some really horrible things, and I'm not justifying those horrible things at all. please understand that uh, and you can still be forgiven, you can still be in the kingdom of God, you can your conscience might tell you you've really done some evil and bad things and simple things, but we need to understand that that's just the devil playing with us. He's always going to bring our past up. He's always going to say, See, you're really not good enough for God. Do you really believe that God can forgive you? And the answer is, yes. God can forgive me. We need to understand that human life is, is sacred. Uh, the body, the, this body that we're in, the Christian body, is the temple of God. And to destroy the temple of God... I will not go without punishment, and Paul talks about that in several places in First Corinthians chapter three, as well as chapter six. And I've I've lost a very close, dear friend from suicide, and it's really hard. Uh, the family struggled really hard. I know I struggled really hard. Uh, why didn't he talk to somebody? Why did he not get uh, help? Uh, with whatever it was that was bothering him. And, you know, it, it's just its just really sad. The dictionary says uh, that suicide is, is self-murder. Uh, so it would appear that one who commits suicide uh, has committed murder against themselves. Are they able to repent from that? Uh, the answer probably is no. But I also know that God... As a, as a God of love, forgiving, there is grace, there's mercy, there's compassion. And we must be careful not to rush into, rush into judgment of the destiny of any soul. Because we honestly, we do not know uh, what's in the mind or the heart of that individual at that moment in their life. And only God knows those circumstances. And God makes many special allowances. And I would like to think that this situation would be one of them. And so we must be very careful not to pass on our judgment and be quick about it. You know, we, we, there's an old song uh, by Elvis Presley. You know, it's, Walking a Mile in My Shoes is the title of the song. And there's some words in there, the lyrics that says, Before you judge and criticize, uh, walk a mile in my shoes. And that's true. We need to be careful of that. Uh, I know there, some people talk a lot about the mass suicide of Waco, Texas and the, the cult there and the terrible tragedies uh, that went on in Jonestown and whatnot. There are just some things, honestly, that we just need to leave to God. And if, if you're struggling with suicide and you're listening to this, Uh, Please go get help, go talk to somebody, talk to your church. Uh, Find a church that's willing to help you and pray with you and encourage you. Uh, I'm not a medical doctor. I am not giving any medical advice other than if you think you need to see a doctor, uh, go do that. I would encourage you to do that. And so, I mean, a lot of people uh, struggle with this. Once, once you're dead and gone, there, there's no return. It's, this is not a video game where you get your life restored and can continue on. And so please uh, get help if that's what you need uh, or seeking out. Uh, you can email me back and, and tell me where you're at, and I'll try to help somebody close to you uh, help you. Uh, again, I would help anybody that emails. I just cannot make big promises. I just can't i will just do my best but know this i'll pray for you and i hope that's encouraging uh knowing that somebody cares and loves you and you know we're we're averaging 500 listeners a week now and hopefully all 500 of those folks will pray for you say a special prayer okay well i appreciate you listening Uh, i appreciate the fact that you emailed us and i hope that um You'll continue to listen. Thank you and may God bless you. Okay, our next question is, uh, my dog died a few weeks ago, and I we want to know if our dog will be in heaven with us. Well, that's an interesting question. In fact, I've been asked that several times over the years in my ministry, and we need to understand, I guess, a few things. Uh uh, we have a dog here. She's spoiled rotten. And uh, some I have gotten emails about uh, snoring in the background. And that's actually the dog laying here next to me in the studio here. And uh, apparently she's not real excited about listening to the podcast being recorded. And she snores. But Pets really don't have souls. And, but I understand the close attachment that we can get with a dog. And we're... We're pretty attached to ours. You know, when we come and, and go and stuff, she's always sad to see us go. And then we come home, she's always excited and, and wants to greet us and wants a, pet, wants a treat and wants to go for a walk. I mean, she just, you know, and we can only be gone a few moments, it seems like. And she's always so happy to see us. And I think, wow, if people were that excited to see their family members each and every day after being gone at school or work or running errands or whatever, that we'd be that excited that they're back home safe. And so, in Genesis chapter 1, verses 20 through 25, uh, there you can read that God gave us all the creatures of the the earth for our enjoyment. And so, mankind, uh, humans, uh, was the crowning achievement of God's creation. and, And it's only man that was made in the image of God. And it's man is the only ones that have a soul, a spirit that lives after death. And I would encourage you to read Psalms uh, chapter 8. And uh, it would talk about the promise being made uh, for the resurrection of the dead and given eternal life. And it doesn't talk anything about our pets. And, you know, if our pets are there... Great, it, you know, but we—the Bible really doesn't indicate anything at all that we would have uh, our pets with us. And so, uh, I know some people have wondered about Romans chapter eight, uh, Romans chapter eight, eighteen through twenty-three. And let's read that real quick. Romans chapter eight, eighteen through twenty-three. It says, For I consider that the things of suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to uh, fertility, not willing, b- because of him who was subjected to it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption and to the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves, having been the first fruits of the Spirit, Even we ourselves groan with her; ourselves waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. And so I know some people have used that to talk about that we'll have pets in heaven. But again, uh, there's nothing in the Bible that says anything about having that. And I'm not opposed to uh, our pets being there at all. Um, I think it would be uh, really happy my wife and this dog are really attached and I think uh, that God wants that to happen and then uh, that that will happen so and I know we don't like to watch animals uh, being abused uh, mistreated we we adopted this dog Uh, she was going to be put down and so we thought well we'd give her a home and she was just a puppy so Uh, There's nothing wrong with with, uh, caring for an animal and and having the excitement uh, of having a faithful pet. And so uh, we uh, hope and pray that that answers your question. And so uh, if you have a question, uh, please send it to us through our, our webpage. Or you can email it directly to us at biblicalquestion at juno.com. If you do it through the webpage, it goes to the same email address. There's not uh, anything special about that Juno account. So, again, I, I, I like getting the questions. Uh, we get a lot of positive comments. And uh, we, we certainly hope and pray that this has been encouraging to you. If you have a question again, please feel free to submit it. Make sure you hit that like button and follow us. Okay that way you get an alert each week when we release our podcast that you will know that uh, it's been released. We do our best to release it on Saturdays. Uh, we've been having some time conflicts and schedule changes in our lives here, you know, all of us that help put this together, and uh, it will still be released on Saturday. We're just not sure exactly what time we are in the Chicago time zone. And our goal is always to have it out in the afternoon around 2 o'clock. So hopefully that we'll be able to continue to do that same time frame. But again, if you're following us, you'll get the alert and you won't uh, have to worry about missing anything. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate it. I know this has been kind of a different uh, podcast, a little slower, and uh, but I still want to answer the questions that we that we get in, and and uh, most of these questions uh, we've been asked this before over the years, so it's no problem. Again, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.